Okay, well, we're back with another visit with uh, our friend Friedrich Nietzsche. And ever the optimist, Nietzsche had strong feelings, obviously, about consciousness, the nature of consciousness, human beings, and he is impossible to ignore. With respect to consciousness and the concept of meaning in the universe, I think, you know, Nietzsche hits the target in a way that no one else has before, and perhaps not since. So, okay, we know where Nietzsche generally stands. And in, you know, previous episodes, I've explicated his position on consciousness. And so today what we're going to do is we're going to grapple with an interesting thought experiment. And that thought experiment is, what would Nietzsche have thought about AI and artificial consciousness. And in terms of his emotions on this matter, I don't know that it's terribly important whether or not he would have subjectively liked it. I don't think that's important at all. But what could Nietzsche tell us about whether artificial consciousness is even possible. And if it is, what is it? Is it a human experience? What kind of experience is it? And believe it or not, I believe Nietzsche provides an answer. So let's, let's go. Okay, so Friedrich Nietzsche, as you may recall from a previous podcast, alluded to consciousness as kind of no big deal. In other words, it's, you know, something we, I guess, are convinced makes us more than what we are. And when you combine that with human nature's need for survival and primacy of itself, you get a pretty good sense that consciousness invariably leads to megalomania. So... To that cheerful and optimistic end, we can actually extrapolate, based on Nietzsche, whether or not artificial intelligence can be truly conscious. Okay, so let's, let's dive in. So when you are conscious, you are conscious of something. If you had perfect knowledge of the universe, you would be conscious of an equation. And indeed, we are to some extent conscious of an equation. Now, the equation of the universe is an incredibly complex equation. If you had that ability to comprehend it, you wouldn't really necessarily still be human because part of being human is this unique ability to fail to enjoy in other words to find pleasing stimulation from trying things and failing at them and then trying again gratification at climbing the mountain where others have failed there is no such dopamine hit 
with complete knowledge. Notice, when you complete your objectives, how you can become depressed afterwards. NASA astronauts would have this, dep- not depression, but almost, uh, no, maybe depression. Not clinical, though. But they would have a sort of depressed mood often after a mission. And why was that? Well, because the thing that you were looking forward to, that captured your interest, the equation you were trying to solve, or the experience you were trying to reconcile, has come to pass. Your future, in that sense, is no longer ahead of you. It's in your past. And what you are left with is not the feeling and emotional state of anticipation where you build an experience into something more than what it is in some ways. And then when it's over, as Daniel Kahneman, if he were here, would say, you know, you transform from the experiencing self of the shuttle mission to the remembering self. And these aren't the same things. You're not the same person necessarily. Because when you look or think, you are recalling. And that's very different from the experience of doing. Okay. So what this implicates, I think, and what Nietzsche rightly gets at is the idea that if you remove the tensions of uncertainty, remove the tensions of not really knowing how things play out, if you remove all of that, there's really nothing to anticipate. There's nothing to get excited about because you know everything you know. I mean, what possible excitement is there? And so what kind of state is that Okay. And and Nietzsche called this automatism, perfect automatism. So if you know everything or have that capacity to know everything, then you become an automaton 